2: This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now
1: we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill.
2: 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Well, uh, contrary to popular belief, the sun did come up today and there's still a game three in sunrise, conveniently enough, on Sunday. But holy shit. The Leafs are in a bit of trouble here. Presented by Botano and Skip. It's the Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rozo, first and foremost, happy Sanco de Mayo. I did partake yesterday. I know it was May the 4th. I had a couple of tequila shots last night. Did you?
0: I did not. What did I have? I don't know. Who cares? I can't believe for the first time I'm more rattled than you are and more negative than you are. You just said screw it, let's rally. I just put money down for the Leafs to win the series, and they're going to rally and get this thing done. And I was like, Nikolai, this is a new man. I like it, actually.
2: It's not a new me, Rosie. It's me being somebody who's covered this team and watched this team for the last 15 years that I know they're bullshit. I know what they do, dude. They they suck you in, and then they rip your heart out. And this is what this team does. And it infuriated, infuriated me last night knowing and and feeling like this city was okay with the Stanley Cup being the first round and being the Tampa Bay lighting. I talked about this the other day. Let's not lose sight of the ultimate goal. and that's nineteen sixty seven. It's been a long ass time, and then they lose the first two games of this series. But again, a lot to cover on this show. We're gonna preview game three as well coming up on Sunday. The extra day off I could I think could benefit this Leafs team. But I wanted to ask you off the top. I love man, we love Yulia Samsonov on this show goes without saying, he hasn't been great in this series. He just hasn't been as good as the other guy in Sergei Bobrovsky. But again, early on, would you make of uh, Sammy's comments? So he was asked about Bobrovsky playing well. He said, I don't give a fuck. I would imagine you love that comment.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's rattled, man. And not mentally. He's just, he's not in the mood to answer, oh, he's a fantastic goaltender, nothing but yeah. fuck off. He just is down to nothing. He's rattled. <laughs> and he has to answer those bullshit questions. I, I mean... I'm surprised the guys don't do that more often. I think they just get fined if they do. But, uh, I mean, he wants that one goal back. He he shifted over to his right a little bit too far, couldn't see the puck, and it goes yeah. inside post and in. And that's the rough one. And, uh, you know, who cares? I mean, he'll, I don't know, do you get fined still these days, or they just sweep that shit under the carpet? I'm I hope not even not. sure, but. Uh, I like yeah. his attitude in in everything that he does. I like his interviews. I like the way he handles himself, his composure. The guys seem to uh respect him and I just like how he's pretty even keel and you know wasn't in the mood for those bullshit questions last night.
2: I won't lie, I, I have the utmost confidence in the guy who outdoeled Andre Vasilevsky in game six. I think Sammy's gonna be better moving forward in this series. And again, there's a lot to talk to, so let's not waste any time. Remember to subscribe. Tap that like button, leave us a review. Tell us how you're feeling about this series right now at the Leafs Nation 401, at the Leafs Nation 401. You see the chat down below as well. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. Hit us up with anything you so please, and we'll bring it up in about 20 minutes here on the show. Again, check out theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs as well. Let's get over the boards. All right, Rosie. So I have some good news and some bad news. What do you want to start with? Um good and then go into the bad okay so the good news is that we just saw a team down 0-2 after losing the first two games on home ice in the new jersey devils winning the first round against the new jersey devils i don't know about you that was the first thing i thought about we saw it like a week ago and so that gave me the positive vibes i needed number two they played pretty damn well again the numbers did check out and all that stuff i know they lost the game Uh, But all in all, I think you have to feel optimistic that there is that sliver of hope this team can do this. And again, you look back at at what New Jersey did. And the bad news, of course, is yes, they're down 2-0 in this series or 0-2, whatever way you want to slice it. But what was your your, your take on on Game 2 last night? Yeah, it was rough, man. I mean,
0: you get goalied a little bit for sure. Uh, The frustrating Maple Leaf type thing in the playoffs is to blow that two-goal lead. Uh, mm-hmm. They started well, which is exactly what they needed to do, exactly what we wanted them to do. Um, they got the job done as far as starting the, starting the game properly and getting out to that lead and showing, hey, we're, we're the big boys tonight. And then just, they just, they blow it completely with fancy bullshit i mean what are those you got three guys around you mitch marner you're at the blue line let's do some fancy bullshit backhand kind of on the tape thing and then so austin matthews gets that so then instead of going to his backhand and gaining the neutral zone and getting out of the danger zone of your own zone moving north you do this little flip it up on your blade what are you gonna flip it over his fucking head and catch it (laughs) on the other side like what are you doing man this is the playoffs you're the two best players in the on the team and that's what kind of stuff you're pulling out in the playoffs against a team that is just flying at you for checking relentlessly has this huge identity. Everyone's frothing at them out. They have bought in completely and you think you're going to beat them with that stuff. Like, How is that even on your mind anymore? How are you not just a one-track mind, bury your head, every guy is the same identity, going north, moving it, snapping it around, getting in there and being protective, playing everything the right way because you know how to do it because you've won so many times doing it. And then you revert back to that horse shit when it matters the most. And then, of course, when they need a goal, two periods to do so, almost two full periods because they gave up two goals in a bloody minute, and they can't get a goal. They can't get a goal again. And it, we've talked about it early in the season. It's not goaltending. It's not uh defense that ends up letting them down in the playoffs. And last night it was, they can't buy a fucking goal. And I know Bobber stood on his head and they had lots of chances. It's not like they were sitting on the outside, outside scared to play. Couldn't generate any chances. But I mean, when you put yourself in that hole, they are the Maple Leafs and they have a tradition of, you know, putting themselves in a hole and just not being able to get out of it. And it's frustrating. That's my rant. Moving on, though, you got to take it one game at a time. You can
2: get both in, in Florida and
0: tie this series up, and it's a whole new ballgame.
2: And, again, there's an the extra day off between game two and three and three and four. So, yeah, we're going to see, like, two games in the next week, and maybe it'll benefit the Maple Leafs moving forward. But, you know, the, the takeaways I had, Sergey Bobrovsky was really, really good. I thought early on, like, they, they hit every checkpoint we were talking about, Rosie. The hot start, the power play goal, uh, finish strong in the period, and then they started the second, two goals in 106, and it's like, shit, what's going on? And then especially when you have Sergei Bobrovsky playing the way he's been playing, Ilya Samsonov, like that goal just can't go in. And I think he's got to take a bit of the blame, but I don't think he's the issue here. I think to an extent they're being goalie, but facts are facts. They're 1-4 in at home in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And how often do we talk about home ice? And uh, everybody ripped on me in the chat and social media when I said home ice does not matter. It has not mattered at all in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like that's been the theme of this postseason is the road teams winning. So Toronto's right there with it, right? They've been really exceptional on the road. Of course, three three straight OT wins uh, in Tampa last series. It's time to go, uh, you know, prove what you're made of here or it's going to be a long summer again.
0: Yeah, I think so. And the only kicker to that is that Florida has been fantastic at home. They're the one team I think that yeah. has been. So that's going to be... Um, tough for them, but I mean, the only thing at home that I noticed this season was Sammy was really good at home and you Mm -hmm. know, the, the playoffs is a whole new ball game. So I, as a player, it really didn't matter if like, if you were at home or on the road, it's not like, oh, we're at home. Oh, phew, we're going to have a chance. We're going to win this game. Like, it's just like, Mm -hmm. whatever you bring, whatever happens on the ice in the game the bounces and the plays and who's got hot and the, the puck luck and the goaltenders and who's scoring and how many chances. And like, it doesn't really matter what building surrounds you. You're on the ice and there's two teams playing and whatever happens kind of happens. And I think there's always been too much. Uh, it's just kind of a media and fan thing of we're at home now. Oh, we're going to do that. Oh, we're going to win. It's like, fuck, you just got to play hockey and you're on the ice. It's exactly the same dimensions of the ice sheet and you got to go do your thing on the ice. And once you're in the game, I mean, aside from the crowd being loud, which it isn't even in Toronto, it is really no difference. You don't, you kind of forget where you are and there's the last change and everything. Fine, that's a coaching deal. But I just think too much stock is put into the home ice. And, I mean, you're seeing right now, I mean, you play enough series and playoff you know, um, years, you're going to see numbers like this. Oh, all the home teams are winning. All the visitor teams are winning. It's like, whatever, man. It's not a a huge thing. And they just have to go do one game and win one game, make this 2-1. And then after that, one game, tie it up. And it so
2: happens they have been better on the road. So sure, that's a good thing. It's easier said than done, but I will be firm in saying this. If they lose game three, it's over, man. And there's already that feel in this market. I woke up today, saw a couple hits, uh, you know, people on on different, you know, platforms. Mm-hmm. And the mood is is really, really tense again. And you just get that feel that maybe the Florida Panthers are a team of destiny. But we had that feel five days ago. The Leafs were a team of destiny. So, as mentioned, adversity was going to be a story, right? We, we talked about this throughout this lengthy 82-game slate, adversity. Um, you know, it, it's similar to a boxing match. You're, you're going to get knocked down. Sometimes you got to get up. It's up to you to get up. I think this is a big time rallying moment. Like it goes without saying for this squad, but this is an important time and somebody needs to step up here. I think the big numbers for me is the core four, man. Like you start there. I know Bobrovsky's been great. Matthew's 0 for 12. Marner 0 for 7. Nylander 0 for 13. Tavares over for 10. Those are shots on goal, by the way. So it's quite definitive and clear that Sergey Bobrovsky is doing something right. He's also in their heads. But this team ain't doing anything if those guys can't score goals, right? Yeah, not
0: really. I mean, you, like I said, we talked about that earlier. That's been their heel in uh, in the playoffs when you need that goal and you just can't get it. And whatever reason yeah. that is, you're hitting posts or you get goalied or sometimes they can't even get the scoring chances. And uh, that wasn't the case last night. They were getting the chances. There was a time there they were getting peppered. And... It's just like, it's frustrating. I think they're gripping it a little bit too much. You know, Johnny T goes in on a yeah. breakaway and then kind of goes to the wrong side and they're hitting kind of a post and it's almost like, finally, here's the chance and you, and you just don't quite bury it. And, you know, this these are a bunch of guys who are used to bearing down and absolutely burying chances, but they're getting goalied. And I mean it that's why it's frustrating. They're losing like the Leafs tend to lose. You go up to nothing. It looks like it's our night. We're going to have this split at home and go down to Florida. And they make some massive blunder of, you know, a beginning of the second period. And then they're just spinning their wheels and they can't get one single goal in two periods when they need it, even though the ice is tilted and they're peppering Bobrovsky at times. Oh, what do you know? There's a goalie down there playing like it's 2000 and fricking 10 or something. So it's frustrating. Um, but they just got to find a way. And it's just a mentality thing to me. Like those Florida Panthers, they forecheck so hard. They throw themselves at the bodies. They throw themselves at the puck. They are just, they're playing desperate and it is just unloading the tank desperation. They play like it's a game seven every time I heard somewhere. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that is not what the Leafs do. The Leafs kind of tend to dip their toe in and see what happens. And that doesn't get done in the playoffs. And they're a team where if they did have the mentality to just unload the tanks and go furiously flying at that puck in the zone, everything is hard. I mean, when you have that mentality, the last thing you're going to do is some dipsy dude, the little backhand pass through three guys right at the blue line, and then try to flatten it out on your blade and flip it over top of the guy's <laughs> head. Like it's the last thing you're thinking when you're playing that playoff mentality and they got out of their, they got in their own way last night and that cost them. Should have should Sammy have had that goal. Yeah, he wants it back, but it's all cumulative, man, and it starts with a mentality and if they want to get back in this series, they all have to stop and say, "Listen, let's just we got to just It's almost like turning your brain off, man you don't overthink things you don't overdo things you turn your brain off and you just work your absolute balls off and if those stars with that much talent work their asses off to get that puck back and to block that and knock that pass down and to get the hell back and defensively box that guy out and do that last ditch second effort and do all that stuff just turn their brains off and work your balls off they can get back in this series but it's a matter of are you going to have that identity or not because the team on the other side that you're playing they have that and you need to match it and it so happens that you have more talent so if you do that you can get back in this, in this series but not playing dipsy doodle bullshit hockey it never works in the playoffs give me an example where it does you can't
2: yeah you're right and it's such a fickle sport like you look back at the first six games against Tampa and I think we could both agree that Tampa was the better team and probably deserved a better fate the Leafs win that series and then you move forward to this series two games in the Leafs have profoundly been the better team yet they find themselves down 0-2 and maybe that script does flip as they had the sunrise for game three uh, coming up on Sunday what was your breakdown of the Matthew Nyes injury, man? I don't know about you. My first takeaway, where the fuck was anybody to step up for the rookie? I don't care if it's game one. I don't care if it's the preseason. I don't care if I'm if, if I'm old school. Matthew Nyes goes down. I don't care if it's clean or dirty. Somebody's got to step up to the plate. Nobody did.
0: Yeah, and they probably didn't notice because it wasn't like this huge hit. They're just kind of scrumming, and then you slow it down and look at it, and he's kind of mauling them and whatnot. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Like It's, it's that initial... You know, you wrap around, it's that initial shot, I think. When they went down to the ice, he didn't bash his head off the ice or anything like that. But uh, I think I just don't think anyone noticed, like, what the hell is going on. And all of a sudden, the puck's going the other way. No one's looking back. They got tablets at all over the bench, though.
2: They got tablets on the bench.
0: Oh, yeah. After seeing it after the fact, yeah, I mean, go up and challenge Sam Bennett. But what will happen is Sam will keep his gloves on and you'll take a penalty. Yeah. So, I mean, they're worried about that. And they don't have a lot of personnel to do that. I would love it if someone went and challenged him and they shed him squared off and beat the hell out of him and said, you don't ever fucking run one of our guys again. That'd be beautiful. But it's just probably yeah. not going to happen. And it's unfortunate that he's hurt. Um, kind of surprised that leads to a concussion while you're wearing a helmet. But I don't know what he's like or if it's precautionary. I, how yeah. can it be when it's the playoffs? It's just it's stunning that. This guy's hurt. He's a young, strong kid. And if he's not playing on Sunday, it's a huge loss, man. It's it's frustrating. And, like, I would just like to see one of the Leafs play that hard and fucking bury a guy and, you know, do a little extra. But it just, it just seems like the mentality's off again. And you have to play every game now like it's game seven because you've put yourself in that position. Go mall guys like that. Crush everyone. Be Play pissed off. I would love to see the Maple Leafs play pissed
2: off like a big team of bullies. And it's just like, I've never even seen that. That's the beauty of the Stanley Cup playoffs, man. To your point, like there's going to be adversity. There's going to be scrutiny. There's going to be moments where you don't get your way. Can you push through? And that's the big time question for the Maple Leafs moving forward to game three and four. And again, it's on the road after losing the first two games at the Mortuary. I called it last night, uh, Scotiabank Arena, man. Just what a, got to do something. but assuming nice can't play for game three. And again, we're just our speculation. Maybe it's conky related. Maybe it's not. It's so disappointed, disappointing, man. Like he's been so good, such a, such a boost to this offense and this team. And he gets hurt uh, on a sort of harmless play. Really wasn't crazy of the play by Sam Bennett. He's a mucky player. He plays the game hard. Like I've got no issues with Sam Bennett. First and foremost, I just, I I want somebody to step up to the plate and say, you're not doing that to us, but maybe I'm old school in that approach. So, assuming nice can't play would you concur that the best direction this team can go in terms of the lineup is 11 and 7 maybe you disagree with me but I would bring Justin Hall back into the lineup it wouldn't be Eric Gustafson oh god
0: Uh, (laughs) just for the PK yeah I like I like 11 and 7 but I don't think they can help themselves man if Justin Hall comes back in he's gonna play you know close to a regular shift and he's going to get exposed one time doing something dumb and it's going to be at the wrong time and they're going to put themselves behind the eight ball and they could lose the freaking game because they can't do x y or z when five minutes left in the game and then we're sitting here going, why the hell is this number three back in? He's been in our Achilles heel all year long. But um, mm-hmm. I like 11 and seven. I really do. I just don't like Hall. I like 11 and seven mostly for the forwards. You can mix guys in and get some of your big boys in. Whoever happens to be going that. Ryan O'Reilly, you drop down and play with that fourth line a little bit more. Or you put Matthews in there so he can get his wheels going a little bit. What I like the idea of that on the forward side. Um, I just, I just can't bring myself to say I like Justin Hall being back in the game when it's absolutely do or die. But, uh, I think 11 and seven is probably what they're seriously thinking right now. And whether it's Gustafson or Hall, uh, yet to be seen, I know Gustafson hasn't made himself, uh, you know, a reason to be guaranteeing he's the guy that goes in. It would be nice if he did. But uh, time will tell, man. 11-7 and seven is, I imagine, where they're going. I thought they were kind of going to go that way yesterday. They had success with it in the last game of the Tampa series. And they just uh, they haven't done it. So I think that's that's got to be their change, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, and I think, again, you're going to live by the core four. You're going to die by the core four. Again, it's, uh, it's pretty uh, stunning, at least in my opinion. You go through two games in this series, and none of the core four have scored a goal. Uh, not for a lack of trying. They've been pretty decent. Matthews, uh, he's had his opportunities. Nylander's been in and out. Tavares, Marner had a great apple to Ryan O'Reilly in the power play yesterday. But uh, it's got to be those guys. And and to this point, if you're going 11-7, and seven, that opens up more ice time and different configurations. And they've had success at, at bits and points throughout the season, right?
0: Yeah, they have. And they're used to it. And they did it down the stretch in the regular season. And we were kind of scratching our heads saying, how much are you going to do this? And why are you doing this? And if that was the strategy then here you go this is why you did it so that when you're in a jam you can go to it um and you're in a jam right now with matthew Nyes out uh i thought coming into the playoffs this guy was going to be an addition to the team and he's even blown those i had high expectations for him and he's even you know superseded those so it's been impressive uh i i don't know with with head stuff it's like like with a knee it's like are you hurt or not is it torn or not you know did you did you break your collarbone or not and can you play or not and with the heads it's just kind of like yeah i don't know i like i don't even know the protocol you're going to go on the computer and do your little do your baseline test and see how much you differ from that and then you're just going to kind of tell people how you feel i think i feel i don't know and then it's like it's just kind of up in the air, and you never know whether he's going to play or not. You don't know how bad it is. It, I think, you know, the world needs a machine where you go into it, and it's, it's like an x-ray machine. It's like, yeah, you got a concussion. It's a grade three concussion, and you're going to miss four weeks. But it's just not that way. So I would love nothing more than to see Nyes in the lineup, but the way he left and never came back, I'm feeling like uh, we're going to be without him, and they're going to miss him, but they got to figure a way around it.
2: Really is unfortunate, but again, it is a time of year where it's next man up. Unfortunately, we'll see if they go to 11-7, and seven, an extra day off as well. By the way, Alex, our producer, put up a poll. Should someone fight Bennett? A resounding 96% saying yes, 3% saying no, and somebody requesting you play game three.
0: <laughs> someone, said,
2: someone said that on Twitter, and I'm like, dude, you, trust me,
0: you don't want that. And he's like, not even one shift? I was like, okay, hey, I could give one real good shift, take my fine and suspension, and right off into the sunset. But uh I don't know if like, why not like a Lafferty or an Achari, just grab him and hey, Sammy, Sammy, we're fucking going and paint him into a corner where he can't get away from it. And he's like, oh boy. And then he sheds his stuff first, beat the piss out of him, get the boys fired up. I don't don't see it happening, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, but it would be nice. It's funny, dude. We're we're such contrarians, and again, I think it's so unique that we have you on this show because you fought in this league, and I'm maybe just old school. Like I'm 33 years old, but I think people accountability is lost in this day and age. Period. I don't care if it's the NHL or real life. Like that's my one word. I I swear by is accountability. And Sam Bennett again, tough-nosed player, plays the game hard, plays the game right. In my opinion. Just cross the line a bit. Um, I don't care if it, it's not suspension worthy or anything, but I'm going to let you know that I'm not happy with that. Like, that that's our marquee piece. That's one of our stud players. And you're not doing that to our rook. And quite frankly, it was the same old shit we always see from this team. And there have, you know, I'll give them credit. There have been moments, and a lot of it's because of Luke Shen comes in. He doesn't put up with his bullshit, I'm sure. And that's the first thing he said when he came into this room and all that stuff. And O'Reilly's the same type of guy, too. But like, not even a, a, a pass by. Like, all these guys are on their fucking tablets all game. I guess they were looking at their scoring chance. They weren't looking at a guy finishing his check, apparently.
0: Yeah, I know. That is funny. I mean, before in the playoffs, I saw some old school flyer stuff. Like old school, it was like 2010 or something like that. And their playoff series, and it's just bodies flying, guys chirping. Like there's just sweat flying off their face as they're yelling from the bench and kicking the boards. And it's just intensity out the yin yang and nowadays like you say guys it seems like some guys don't even have a sweat going on in the playoffs and they're looking at their tablet and i'm not just oh. talking about the maple Leafs; i'm talking about this younger generation of hockey player in general and hell it's good hockey they're as skilled as they've ever been the stuff the way they shoot that puck and the highlight reel goals they scored is phenomenal but i definitely miss that uh that jam and that fu and that that intensity that's brought and i mean you just look so forward to it in the playoffs and they've had some intense games and whatnot. And there's been some out there in the playoffs, but it's just, it's kind of different in it it, to touch to, not to go on a rant about society or something like that, but everything (laughs) they do where they grew up from school to home life to everything in between coming up to being in the NHL has not had that flavor of intensity to it at all. It's all kind of been more coddled stuff and everyone's right and everything's okay. So I can understand why these young guys don't have that jam, but if you want to play yeah. hockey and if you want to win a Stanley cup and you want to win this series, when you're down in this O2 hole, you better find some jam and you better get pissed off and you better play like your life depends on it. And if you have to dig deep to find it, so be it. Some guys have it right there on tap. If you don't fucking find it, because you know, Sunday's the night, like you say, you go down 0-3, yeah. good luck, but right now, you're in a hole, but it's not over, and you got a good enough team, you bring it, and you go hard, and you come together as a bloody team that's been playing together all freaking year, and you find it, and you get that done, and get it to 1-2, and two. then you just say, that's the formula, then you do it again, and this baby's tied up, That's what, that's what that's our only
2: option. The start will be telling, by the way, to Game 3. If the Leafs come out guns a-blazing once again, we know their heads are in it. If they don't, it's just pack your shit. You're done for the summer. Uh, I don't know any other way to put it. And again, i it's your guess as to good as mine as to what this Leafs team is going to look like on Sunday. That's got to be deflating. You've been the better team, and you're down 0-2, and your confidence is not there with their goaltender right now. Having said that, I would just watch game tape repeatedly of, of Andre Vasilevsky, the best goaltender on the planet, and you had no problem solving that guy. So they got to bear down. Dig deep, and I believe in this team. I truly do, and that's tough for me to say, as you know. Brought to you by our new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip. Using the promo code TLN15 on the Skip the Dishes app, you get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's dishes. Please note that this offer is exclusive to Skip. Again, TLN15 is the promo code additionally. A portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up game-time meets across the GTA and Ontario, in the likes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other great places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great.
1: Did somebody say skip?
2: I think somebody's got to say, Mitch, Marner, do something. But uh, the Botano wrap up is presented by botano.ca. The game starts now, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. And my guy, I got to give you some credit. You had the over one and a half in the first period and a hit like six minutes in, I think.
0: Yeah, I've been hitting this bet like crazy, man. And, uh, you know, sometimes even if it's down at minus 175, I still hit it because it's just so it's just it happens so often. Like it's like I I should crunch the numbers. I think I've said that before. How often is the first period of a playoff game one nothing? It seems like this day and age, not very often. So um, I'm taking it again in this game. Edmonton Oilers, I mean. Frickin' Nick David or Dry Dreisaitl could have over 1.5 in a period in the first 10 minutes. So I'm betting on that. Minus 167, that's peanuts um, when you think about how likely this is to happen. So over 1.5 goals in the first period again. I'm basically in my mind betting that it's not going to be a one nothing game at the end of the first period. Move on with it. I've been hitting that, I bet you, 88% of the time this whole playoff's and. Yeah, you don't get paid out even money, but I mean, you sprinkle it in there and you just keep chalking it up every single game, it seems like, with the odd one
2: missing. So I'm going with it again. I'd be stupid not to. Yep, and we'll see what happens again. Note the start time. That game is actually tomorrow in Vegas, the extra day off. So we're going to take a look at the over one and a half in the first period between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, Vegas coming off that crazy wild game one victory at the Fortress there. Let's get to the chat. Mr. P-mail Bacon rates, sorry, but giving someone the rock bottom behind the net. Love the wrestling reference. Uh, then cross-checking a guy in the head soon after is why hockey gets a bad rep. Two targeted hits for sure. Uh, mood McVibes after Leafs got two power plays. You could tell the refs didn't want to keep calling penalties on Florida. A couple bad ones went uncalled. Man, The more I've zoned in and officiating in the postseason, the more I'm like, oh, we got some issues here.
0: Yeah, man, and they've put themselves in this hole by calling weird stuff and being completely inconsistent, and then, you know, coaches are bitching in the media. They probably get pulled aside by NHL, you know, powers that be, and then they're all scrambled up. Just call the game. Like, I I think the problem is the refs themselves are not sure what a penalty is, especially when it comes to hits, hits to the head. I mean, that Timo Meyer hit, I mean, you're flying down the middle of the ice with your head. You can't physically hit that guy when he's leading with his head that bad. You can't hit him without mm-hmm. hitting his head. So where is the onus on the player? Like if if you never want to get hit or else you're going to have a five-minute power play, put your head down and lead with it all the way down the ice. And all of a sudden, there's no more hit hockey. So it's like they have put themselves in a bad spot where they're not sure what to call. Was that clean? And no one knows anymore. And there's always a debate. And it's been like that for a couple of years. And I think it's as bad as ever. But, I mean, we talked about that you know, mauling behind the net on knives that, that, that play in front of the net on uh, bunting is as bad as well, anything that we've seen. And we didn't even touch yeah. on, I mean, he damn near cross checks and right in the fucking head and drops him, And then he's looking around and I think he knows he might have a penalty. So he's like, Oh, let me just lay like, that's a deep with all your body weight on his spine where there's no protection there. And it's just like, geez, that's like, if, if bunting did that to a guy, there would be yeah. a press release today. There's no doubt about it about his suspension not a doubt in my mind
2: there is a press release but it's a $5,000 fine that's exactly what I was just going to bring up so Sam Bennett's been fined 5k for cross-checking Michael Bunting but you're so right if that's mm-hmm. Michael Bunting Asa la vista you're done for the playoffs
0: 100% if it was many people but they just got you know they just had Paul Maurice bitching about how awful the uh, the one-sided officiating is, and they take all the penalties. So now they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Um, the mm-hmm. fact that he took Nyes out behind the net, apparently wasn't taken into effect. Ten five thousand dollars $5,000. I could give a shit if you find him $100,000. It know. doesn't matter to Can the it hockey itself. Yeah, just pisses him off. But, um, you know, a game, you don't get a game. Like, I just think about the different teams and the different players. You'd get a game for that all day long. You, what's a game suspension, man? You can't do that. But... I don't know. I'm in a bad mood and uh, five grand, whatever, man. It's frustrating. I really think if that was Michael Bunting, you would just get punished for doing that. It was, it was a hundred percent. I'm just kind of going to try to hurt this guy.
2: Yeah. John roller writes in, I don't know if I agree with this, but no one has to fight Bennett. Just take him out with a cheap shot. <laughs> TMAX TV, uh, <laughs> bring in Simmons and Clifford with some great emoji usage as well. You know, I, I'm stunned, actually, because I have a pretty good pulse, as you know, on social media, and there's a lot of people who are no longer traditionalists that just bitch and complain that we say, you need, you need to fight, you need to step up, but like a lot of people maybe who watch our show are traditionalists, and they seem to overwhelmingly agree that somebody should have stepped up and done something to Sam Bennett. That That's kind of stunning to me, I won't lie.
0: Yeah, I don't think I follow or get followed by the non-traditionalists, that's because... Funny. People I talk to in day-to-day life and what I see on Twitter is is the consensus is pretty even, but, um, you know, the game has changed and it's a little more split than it used to be. And, I mean, not even, like, you don't have to fight, but challenge that guy and make him think, oh, fuck, I gotta, I might have to do that. And even if you can't get him to do it, A, don't take a penalty, B, it doesn't necessarily have to turn into a fight. But during a scrum or something, I mean, it doesn't take anything to, for it to grab him around that NHL logo right here and twist it up against his fucking neck. And you say, you cocksucker, and you get in his ear and you say, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to catch you with your head down and I'm going to kill you. I'm looking every shift for you and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and it just makes the guy think. It just makes him kind of go like, oh, Christ, man. Like instead, he gets nothing. And now how much power does he feel? I mean, he slams knives back behind the neck. Yeah, he's. Cross-checks living shit out of bunting in front of the net. Yeah, like no consequences. Zero. Yeah, he's flying high. He's feeling good. Five grand, piss on it. Take it off my check. I won't even notice. Flying high. Mm-hmm. You get a guy in his ear, like anybody and anybody. And then all of a sudden he's got to kind of think about it and say, well, they're noticing. They're not happy. If Fuck, if I do get caught in the trolley track, someone's going to kill me. You're thinking about it. It makes you change your mentality. But right now he's just, holy wide-eyed, I am running the show out here.
2: And it feels good. <laughs> I'm happy you agree with me. And again, you, you've you've had the unique aspect of actually been in that role and played in this league and understand where I'm coming from. But nonetheless, we uh, move forward, Rosie, to Sunday, hopefully a Maple Leafs victory. Um, and yeah, that's all we could pretty much say. I think we've tackled everything on the show, so we'll leave it at that, okay?
0: All right, regroup Sunday, Sunday. We can get back in this thing. We need to win that
2: step number one. Make this series 2-1. Stay positive. I like that. Uh, Many thanks to producer Alex, everybody in the chat for your great comments and, uh, again, for watching and checking out the show at the Leaf Station 401, again, where you can subscribe. If you haven't subscribed already, you can search us wherever you get your podcasts as well, Leafs Morning Take. That's Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Take care.